hello to all friends and fans of the pulp, paper and bioproducts industries. Welcome to our exciting Andritz Spectrum podcast, where we'll be talking about Andritz textile recycling technologies and cooperations. I am Mark Rushton and I will be your host. Consumer demand and textile industry targets are driving the circularity agenda, but it is technology that will actually make it happen. As part of its Environment Social Governance Programme, or ESG as it's becoming more widely known, the Andritz Group is at the core of the movement to provide industrially and economically viable solutions for recycling pre- and post-consumer waste made from natural and synthetic fibres. As you can imagine, due to the sheer variety and types of textiles, this could be a very complicated task. So, of course, due to this variety, there is no single catch-all solution to the recycling of textiles. And this plays to Andritz's strength because the group has such a diversity of solutions to offer. To complete the solution chain, Andritz has several cooperation partners covering the value chain from recovery of fibres to chemical modification and preparation for the production of yarn. Within this podcast, we will dive deeper into the topic of textile recycling, the market, its operators and its solutions. So to kick off this podcast, we'd like to welcome Andreas Engelhardt, founder and president of The Fibre Year. The company's mission is to provide international expertise, analysis, strategy consulting, and customized solutions to the international textile industry. Its flagship annual publication, The Fibre Year, concentrates on the latest developments in the textile and non-woven business areas. The company has also recently added a new service for the fabric industry, which includes knitting, weaving, and non-woven trends. We are also delighted to be joined by four Andritz technical experts in textile recycling. Charles Juncker, Head of Sales, Andritz La Roche. Hanu Romark, Vice President Technology, Fibre Technologies Division. Yorma Latva Koko, Vice President Mechanical Pulping Paper, Fibre and Recycling Division. And Michael Valpotich. Vice President, Reject and Recycling, Paper, Fibre and Recycling Division. Thanks for joining us, gentlemen. Great to have you with us. Thank you very much for the invitation. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Welcome, Mark. I would like to tell our listeners at this point that this podcast will be in two parts. In the first part of the podcast, we'll be talking about opportunities and challenges associated with textile recycling, including the various technologies. In the second part, we'll be speaking to two companies who are in deep collaboration with Andritz, who are already successfully carrying out textile recycling. So, Andreas, once again, welcome. Uh, Great to have you with us. Thanks, Mark. Um, Let's start um, by, can you give us a general overview of the textile market and and how much fossil fuel-derived textiles and cotton dominate the market at present? Well, Global volume of fibers and spandlades for textile, carpet, and industrial applications entering processing chain last year was clearly pushed by man-made fibers and amounted to more than 125 million tons, which is equal to 60 kg per capita on average. 
This enormous magnitude is a result of rapid expansions of both oil-based synthetic and wood-based cellulosic fibers, with the cotton share accounting for less than a quarter by now. Dominant type in the man-made fiber segment is polyester, with a 78% share, followed by wood-based cellulosics, holding 8% share and nylon at 7%. Polyester has been benefiting from ongoing massive investments in feedstocks and increased usage of upcycled post-consumer materials, even if availability and costs of bottle flakes partly favored shifting away from recycled polyester. The entire industry has been a long-term growth business, but coronavirus caused significant slowing. An upstream industry has lost already a joint volume of 9 million tons in the previous two years when calculating with the century's every average um, dynamics until pandemic outbreak. Wow. Very, very interesting area, uh, sector, in fact. Um, so um, what is your experience uh, personally, being an expert in this, uh, this market, um, of uh, recycled textiles? Uh, well, just looking at, at the um, enormous um, figures, um, they, of course, um, justify enormous opportunities for re recycled materials and textile-to-textile -textile recycling. Um, but um, what, of course, will be needed is um, an effective national collection system to prevent apparel and textile waste from landfill or incineration. Moreover, automated sorting, scanning, and pre-processing system to remove, for example, zippers and buttons effectively need to be established but are not yet developed. Technological challenges will be recycling of re blended materials, mixture of different spin finishes, additives, and unknown substances. Another challenge for mechanical recycling is the shorter fiber length that yields fabrics of lower quality and strength. Thus, the addition of virgin material with longer fiber lengths is absolutely required. Chemical recycling still has to solve difficulties in textile waste recycling from mixed fibers. Nevertheless, depolymerization processes may prove to be the key solution for almost 70 million tons of polyester fibers produced last year as they potentially offer recycled plastics without downcycling. Circularity will increasingly burden petrochemical industry due to lower sales of fiber intermediates. Hence, a strategic move or adjustment from upstream need to be taken into account when targeting a higher availability of recycled materials. Honestly, we all know apparel business is extremely price sensitive. Hence, higher recycled polyester costs, for example, need to be managed. In addition, different recycling technologies should be examined for energy use and environmental impact. Finally, we should accept that we definitely cannot ignore virgin materials. 
recycling, and just complement virgin material as textile demand will continue to grow. And my projection is an additional volume of around 30 million tons of fibers and spandlades by 2030. Wow. So you're quite optimistic about the growth. Um, and circling back to uh, recycled textiles, um, do you see it as a huge opportunity that, that could be out there? Um, well, it certainly will be um, a growing opportunity um, from, let's say, low levels. But nevertheless, um, it, um, there, there's going to be just one um, direction, and this direction will be um, upward. Okay. Well, that's a, another optimistic um, sentence to finish on. Well, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you. Um, well, that was a, a very interesting conversation with Andreas Engelhardt. Um, so now would be a great time to, to actually ask what textile recycling is exactly. So uh, can you give us a basic view of what's involved uh, here? And this goes to one of our um, Andreas experts, Charles Juncker. Well, uh, today the textile recycling, I would say it's, it's a process which could be today mechanical or chemical which can open into fibers and industrial textile waste, a pre or a post consumer waste. And these fibers open could become a raw material, which could be used afterwards for a yarn or on the non-woven industry. Let's take an example. If I take a classical cotton white t-shirt. As soon as I process it on our recycling line, uh, I will convert the fabric into uh, open fibers. And these fibers is the one which will be used for yarn or for non-wovens. Okay. That's a good example. We all have a t-shirt, a white t-shirt, <laughs> I'm sure. sure. Um, so, um, is textiles recycling um, a new thing, or is it has it been around for a while? To be honest, uh, this is not a new thing. Uh, today, uh, Andritz Laroche is it's in the business since uh, 1926, and we originally started with recycling. I would say at the beginning it was mostly industrial textile waste, and obviously, what happened over the years is that. Uh, we all see that we are landfill all these textiles around the world, and our customers are now saying, "No, we need to we need to find new solutions uh, on a mechanical way uh, to open these fibers and try to reuse them." And uh, I would say that probably ten years ago, the post-consumer waste. Uh, and uh, was was generally used mostly in non-wovens. But what I could see is now since three years, three, three, four years, is that we are selecting better, we are sorting better the post-consumer material, and by selecting better this post-consumer raw material, we could use it, we could obtain a better fiber, and this fiber could not only be used on non-woven, but could be even better used on a, on a yarn again to become a clothes. Okay. 
Great. So there is some history here. Of course, it's a history. Yes, it's, it's not something new, but I would say it's it's uh, the day by day and what the people it's now saying and what I would say the industry is also asking. We need to recycle. We need to have recycle. We need to have recycle raw material on the yarns. Absolutely. And you can almost see a point where we're having wearing recycled clothing or textiles or, or, or buying them for your home uh, could actually become quite fashionable, I imagine. So there, it te- seems that there's a market. Yes, it is. Um, just going back to Andreas, uh, some of his comments about the challenges. I mean, it sounds like the recycling of textiles could be quite a complicated task simply because of the variety of materials, quality, sizes and colours involved. So can you comment on how Andritz approaches these challenges? Uh, and that question's to Michael. Well, yes, the number of parameters that do influence the correct choice of the applied technology, that seems really to be overwhelming on the first look. I fully agree what you say. Um, as you say, the variety of input materials alone is huge. Different types, qualities, colors, and so on, as you said. Uh, But then there are also other things like the type of feeding and handling those materials. Does it come in loose form or in bales, with or without strings or wires, and so on. And most important, of course, is the required output quality. Parameters like particle size, fiber length, output cleanliness, and purity. So you name it, there's a lot. And to not get lost in this jungle of possibilities, uh, our approach is always very similar. Uh, First, you need to sit down together and listen very carefully to the customer to really understand the real needs and targets. And then select from the big portfolio of machines and technologies we have in our hands, in in our house of hundreds. And very important to stress also is then test it it again if, if, if required. So you really need to try and sometimes also fail, but that way also excluding dead ends. But eventually, you come to the right solution and also confirmed by practical trials. And this is why we are very proud and and fully aware of the importance of of the options and possibilities in our various test centers, where you can really touch and feel the material and the outcome. So we never think there's something like a one concept fits all approach that, that would be wrong. It always needs to be developed together with your partner. And by the way, this is another point making us quite proud, these great partnerships and corporations with strong players like RenewCell, Infinity Fiber Company or Cirque. So Mark, um, coming back to your question, what the Android's approach is, I would say, listen, carefully select and define the concept, the technology, then test and confirm it in practice. And all above that is, this needs to be happening in close cooperation with our partners. Excellent. So you can actually sort of uh, hold the customer's hand as they um, approach this industry. I would say so, yes. Uh, And this also with the possibility to really test and try and feel and touch. Okay. So, um, Hanu, let's find out a little bit more about the technologies involved in textile recycling. Can you give us a sort of rundown, please? Yes. uh, Actually, in Android, we have technology for all different parts of, of textile recycling. Uh, like we have already discussed here, but I would I would say that what is important uh, during the last let's say 10, 15 years is that this this uh, modification of textile waste to produce man-made textile fibers has become really important, and and this is like 
same, same what we have, Michael said, that we have these partners which, which are doing this. It is very important. And, and really the chemical uh, recycling of textile fiber plays a very important role when it comes to textile, to textile circularity. And the purpose of the chemical recycling really is to separate textile fibers on a molecular level from the original textile. For example, separate the synthetic fibers like polyester, polypropylene, polyamide from the cellulose. Because cellulose is really the material what we want, want to get out from there and, and use, use in, in new fibers. And then, of course, you have to remove the dyes and other unwanted components from the textile chemically. We do that mechanical uh, separation beforehand. And then, then you have to modify the cellulose fiber so that it can be dissolved and spun into new textile fiber without losing the fiber properties. Basically, the mechanical properties should be at least on a similar level as, as the original textile. So, uh, Andritz is in, in uh, we have really good cooperation partners. We have the full suit of expertise and technology to provide textile recycling processes that manage diverse type of textile waste and combine different chemical process steps. And uh, the nice thing for us is that we could basically use exactly the same equipment what we are using at the moment for the, for the normal uh, pulp mill uh, processes. So we don't need to invent any new machines. We have to just find the right, right places where to use them. Great. Well, thank you for that. Um, so let's uh, dig a little bit deeper um, and move into the various technologies of the mechanical, mechanical preconditioning uh, or conditional uh, chemical and polycotton recycling that Andritz provides. Charles, can you tell us about the linear recycling approach on the basis of mechanical process? Yes, Mark. Look, um, before explaining the linear recycling approach, I just want to let know that today we are uh, discarding on textile on textile garments in Europe and in Switzerland around 7 million tons every year, which is the equivalent of 11 kilos per person, which is a huge, huge amount of waste. And if I now can summarize now this linear recycling approach, to make it easy, I'm going to do it in five important steps. For me, the first and the most important step on the textile waste recycling is the sorting. Is where we will need to select and or separate the garment by nature, which means the type of fiber, if it's cotton, polyester, and also by colors. The second step will be to cut on small parts these garments to become easier to clean and open. The third step will be to remove the bottom, the plastics, the zips. Generally, by, we do this by gravity in order to clean the pre-opened garments. For this step, we use what we call picker machines. The fourth step will be to homogenize inside a big blending bin, all these pre-opened raw material in order to have a certain homogeneity. The fifth step would be to open gently this pre-opened garment with a mechanical process to obtain a fiber. 
And this, this mechanical process, it's, it's called tearing. Let's give you an example in order to summarize these five steps. Let's imagine that we collect a large amount of textile waste and we will select them by nature. Let's say cotton and let's say color. We are we're going to talk about blue. So in this case, we are going to try to separate the jeans trousers, for example. The second step will be to take these jeans and we are going to cut them, cut them on small parts in order to clean, in order to be easier to clean and open. The third step will be to remove on the jeans all the buttons and zips that is on the trouser. The fourth step, in this case, we will, we will bring all this pre-open fiber on a big blending bin to homogenize it. All this textile waste, if I could say like this. And the fifth step will be to open mechanically the, 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 the pre-opened garment to obtain the fiber. At this final step, and obviously depending on the quality of the fiber that we will obtain, the fiber will be, could be used to spin a yarn. And in this case, to spin this yarn, we will mix uh, virgin cotton with recycled cotton. And we could do a woven or a, a knitting fabric again. But also, in case we have a weaker fiber uh, or all the quality is not good enough, this fiber could be used on non-wovens to become, for example, a building insulator. And this is what we call today the linear, linear recycling approach. Okay, thanks. Thanks for such a, a descriptive answer there. I mean, that was uh, it was really good. You, you're very good at um, making us visualize things. Um, just a question to you here, and that is: um, Has Andrits developed an automated process, or is there a lot of sort of hand labor involved? Uh, here, we need really to separate what we call the sorting. Sorting today, it's correct. It's done mostly today. Is done manually. I know that in the market we are working on on new equipment which could do the sorting by cameras, okay, in order to become much more faster. And uh, there are players today in the market. Um, and what we call now the uh, removal of all the buttons and zips, it's correct. In the past, this was done manually. So in the past, we have people who, with scissors removing the buttons and zips. And this was done before. But today, uh, in Andres La Roche, we have the, the equipment to remove all these buttons and zips. And it's uh, something that we have today and, and can propose to customers. I can only underline what Charles is saying here, that uh, the process can be fully automized. Also, what we are doing in this material preconditioning, the removal of contaminants is fully automized. Yes, it is. It's two different things. <laughs> Excellent. Charles and then uh, Michael, thank you so much for that. That was really uh, revealing. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Um, so now uh, let's move on to circular recycling approach on the basis of the chemical processes. Hanu, can you please tell us about the circular approach? Yes. So the circular approach means that you really make, make uh, textile to textile so that you take the, for example, post-consumer textile waste 
you first do this conditioning or, or mechanical pretreatment, what was mentioned, you separate the zippers and buttons and, and that, that kind of things. And then it goes to chemical process where, where you separate the, the fibers like uh, uh, polyester, polyamide, polyacryl from the cellulose. And then you get the pure cellulose, which you have to still modify a little so that it is suitable for uh, dissolving and, and, and spinning then to new textile fiber. So that after, after the chemical treatment, you, you make spoon the fiber. You, from that, you make the yarn. And from the yarn, you make the fabric. And from the fabric, you make the clothes. So that's total circularity. And then what still comes to this, this uh, <coughs> uh, inorganic uh, materials there, like, like polyester, you can also circulate the polyester. You can separate it from, from the cotton and, and you can circulate that as, as a new fabric also. So it is total circularity. And of course, there are yield losses in the system, but uh, that's normal and that's, of course, something that is happening. But basically, you can, you can uh, circulate several rounds uh, this way, the textile fiber. Okay. And, and what are the major challenges, would you say, are, are in the circular recycling approach? Uh, I would say that uh, there are several processes, of course, especially for the chemical pretreatment. And uh, uh, the, the, I would say that the recovery of these uh, chemicals, what you are using in that uh, chemical process, that is something that needs still to be uh, developed uh, quite a lot, but there are also very good uh, good ways to do it. So that uh, if the whole thing must be circular, so also the chemicals what you are using in this this uh, these processes, they must be circulated. And Yorma, can you also um, add your ideas on this? Yes, to me, a circular approach means that that you take the the material you want to recycle and you break it in break it into its original parts like in the case of polycotton you 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 break polycotton and 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 turn it back into cotton and polyester and then those components can be used again in the original uh, purpose and and uh, the say previous generation linear um, recycling if you like means that you take uh, garments which could be polycotton and then you turn it into another product like like insulation padding or car parts. Okay, excellent, excellent. So very versatile uh, products that can come out at the end of that. The original components of the, the, uh, the material you want to recycle. Yeah. Um, and so Andres and its cooperation partners have a full suite of expertise and technology for uh, textile recycling. But what are the most challenging areas of textile recycling? Can you give us some examples of how these challenges are met at Andritz? Well, I think the the main challenge in any recycling is pretty much uni, universal. It's the same. It's it's how to control the infeed. Because by nature, recycling something means that your raw material quality changes. And certainly it, it um, applies to textile recycling so that that that's a big challenge how to to organize your raw material logistics logistics and feed 
to the system so that the the process can run stable and output is stable, especially quality-wise. And some of the end uses are very demanding uh, on quality stability, like lyocell products. So I, that that's overwhelmingly the biggest challenge. And and there's a learning curve. You need to learn how much. Um, how to control the raw material and how to control the inevitable changes that are there and and how to understand what are the really important things you you need to have in your final product okay so challenges ahead then i'm sure which i'm sure you will overcome it seems yes we have done of course a lot of r&d and in our case with Zerg, we do it together in our pilot plant and we do run um, repeated uh, trials or production runs with different and same raw materials just to see how we can control the stability of the process and and end result. So we are learning all the time. Okay, brilliant. Um, And now a question to all of our Andritz experts. Uh, How do you see the future development in textile recycling? Uh, Jorma, let's start with you. So I'm a true believer and uh, and um, I, I have no doubts whatsoever that this this um, field will boom. It's already booming. just takes a little while to demonstrate and verify the technologies. But since after that is done in a few years, there's a huge task to tackle the actual problem, which is which is this this mammoth amounts of of uh, garments. Uh, not, Actually, much of it is just lying down, wasted, and dumped um, somewhere like in Chile deserts. And Michael, how about you? Seeing what is happening at the market currently, seeing the number of interested parties and uh, number of rising inquiries, <clears throat> I only believe that, as we heard initially from Andreas, that there's only one way, and uh, this way is up. So I think this industry... Even if solutions had been around for quite a while, uh, is now really coming into gears, and and we will see a lot of demand and increased capacities from from various regions. We see that topic coming up so very often nowadays from the media to our longtime customers who also now look into this new uh, source of fibers. Um, that I predict this will be a topic keeping us very, very busy over the coming years. Excellent. Thank you for that. Charles, any comments? The market is, as, as mentioned before, it, it's really demanding. And and for us, I would say that it, it's even what uh, the regulations coming very soon from the European Union asking to find solutions by 2025 in order to reduce as much as possible the landfill. And obviously this is pushing all the industries going from automotive, going from the, the bedding manufacturing, uh, going to furniture, many industries, carpet industry, trying to find today solutions to uh, recycle one, their own uh, waste, which they are doing today, producing their own goods, but also trying to find solutions for the pre or even post consumers later. So, uh, yes, I would say that we will have interesting years coming up front. Okay. Excellent. Thank you for that, Charles. And Hanu, any final comments? Yeah, we, we see this extremely interesting area 
for hundreds because uh, we have we have like I said that we have all all the different equipment for different processes and and really the EU is working a lot to circulate textiles and and that in a way is very good because it means that these these uh, these companies which are doing the recycling they ha- they have raw material so I think there's no way back we are going exactly to the right direction. Excellent. No way back. I love that. That's really, really good. Okay, great. That was an excellent first overview of the textile recycling market and Andrit's technologies and involvements. Um, I'd like to thank all of our experts for sharing your deep knowledge. Just a reminder that there is a part two to this podcast, which I'm, I'm sure that you do not want to miss. Here you will actually listen to the people on the front line in action, some of uh, Andrit's collaboration partners, uh, which is the Infinited Fibre Company, and also Cirque from the US. That is going to be really well worth listening to. So you're absolutely welcome to join us in uh, part two of this podcast. <laughs>